What's good, everyone? Welcome to Filipinos of Montreal podcast, Heritage Month series. I'm Terry. I'm Eric. And today on our show, we have Fabian. So happy to have you. Uh, One of my, I want to say, longest known friends that I've had in my life. Yeah. (laughs) I guess you could say we were family. (laughs) (laughs) Do we get into that or do we not? We'll say, we'll hold Uh, that for now. Probably not. Yeah. (laughs) Some people are going to get really angry. (laughs) Well, there's one person that's going to get really angry. Let's be honest. (laughs) Dude. How have you been? What have you been up to at the last couple of months? Uh, I'm going insane. That's what's <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I, I have absolutely nothing to do, so I've become like a really, I, I've become a really obnoxious bike guy. I've seen, so <laughs> I've seen you started biking, but uh... yeah, uh, like everybody was going, um, everybody was going uh, running and everything. And the thing about running is that. Uh, it's really awesome until you start until you stop pretending that it's that it's awesome and you realize <laughs> that it sucks. So then I bought a bike that was really expensive, and then now it, I feel like I have to turn my photography page into a bike page. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but you've been getting the, some good mileage, right? Like I've seen you doing um, some pretty long trips. So. It's, it's the only thing that I need to be outside. I, I can't be inside the entire day. It's 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 driving me insane. So yeah. it's the only time I get outside and just to be able to feel any sort of like nature it's, it's crazy because like i think finding that balance has been difficult uh, to figure uh, out for everyone yeah, at one point absolutely. i think for one week i just played video games all day that's, I'm like, that's <laughs> what i did the entire first month and i swear to god it, it i was going crazy <laughs> <laughs> yo before getting into the uh the actual questions question for both of you growing up who was your favorite wrestler think about that oh growing up, so Growing up, it was it was Eddie Guerrero. Eddie really? Eddie Guerrero was freaking awesome, man. Like he he's just like the whole Viva La Raza lie lie cheat and steal thing. It was it was <laughs> like as a kid, I was just like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I feel like I've had so many favorites. There were like two different parts of my childhood that I I watched wrestling. I'm gonna yeah. go. I'm gonna go with Bret the Hitman Hart. Ooh, oh yeah, yeah. he's awesome. Yeah. Yo, yeah. okay, so. Bret Hart, also one of my personal favorites, but before him, it was the Ultimate Warrior. Up until okay. I rewatched his matches and realized how terrible those matches were. And then, <laughs> oh, man. But, and then uh, you go back and then you realize that he was an awful person. He was, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. He was a terrible human being. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, Bret Hart, best there is, best there was, best there ever mm-hmm. will be. Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, like, Forever so, yeah. in Montreal history. Forever. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <sorry. laughs> Yo, Fabian. So yeah, we were curious, man. How how was um, growing up in Montreal for you? How was how did how did Filipino culture kind of manifest as you were coming of age? Like, I had a lot of Asian friends growing up, and I didn't really realize my Filipino culture until maybe later in high school. Um, I, I started hanging out more in my community. I like it, I, I used to know the language, and it just it was. It, it just kind of escaped me and everything but then I started relearning and everything it's just you, you, you tend to notice everybody around you and how they influence you it's like there's the, the Filipino culture is everywhere in, in dancing and in music and mm-hmm. in a lot of creative aspects especially in Montreal yo were you were you always comfortable being Filipino yeah <laughs> That's great. <laughs> the best, the, the best, the best thing was I didn't even realize that there was anything other than white and black until I was like, like late, later on in my childhood. Really? Like, hey, you're you're Filipino. You know that? I'm like, oh, 
okay, cool. <laughs> I thought because I, because I'm obviously darker, I thought I was uh, like I hung out with a lot of like black kids, and I thought I was black. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to ask which one did you think you were like? Up no, it's just if you look at me, it's 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 very clearly obvious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it, it's cool. Like I uh, obviously uh, I we grew up kind of together. I've seen you grow, and yeah. you always had a diverse. Uh, group of friends and that's really cool and I feel like yeah. you learned a lot from those different cult the different cultures actually yeah I, I, I take a lot from the my surroundings <laughs> um yeah one cool thing about Fabian I don't know Eric I don't know if you know Eric is that he is he attempted wrestling that's cool <laughs> Yo, how, yeah like, just how did you get into that or what inspired you to go that way man I had always been a fan growing up and then it, it's just something that I I, I really loved I, I'd watched almost every episode of like Monday Night Raw and then SmackDown. And then I illegally got the pay-per-views. <laughs> <laughs> but um, at a bad point in my life, I got fired from a job and um, I like I hit rock bottom. And then when I, I basically just started from, I started from scratch. And from that point, um, I'm just like, what, why not? I, okay. I, I had been hearing about wrestling schools all over Montreal and it was really only one until I went there and I'd realized it wasn't really good. And then okay. a, by chance, a new one had just opened up the week after I went and tried that one particular wrestling school. So that I went to the new one and these are the people that had trained with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, this is two Amazing. people that are from Montreal. Mm. And they they got me into the wrestling business. I, I was I was doing shows three months into training, which was uh, which was unprecedented. It's crazy. Uh, wow, three months I attended into training. A few yeah. of the shows, and just to see him in the ring, I, <laughs> like think about. It. I I saw this kid growing up. I'm like, oh my god, he's in the ring. I'm like, fearing yeah. he's gonna get hurt. But taking bumps, I think he took a chair shot. I don't remember, but I was... I, I, I did a lot of stupid things in the ring. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have done. My, my back, my back is not thanking me today. <laughs> does, does it hurt? Like you know, like it, the mat taking those bumps. How does that it does. feel? What people don't realize about the ri the ring is that it's it's it doesn't really have that much give, especially like a lot of rings don't. So the ring is consisted of like metal bars, and then on top of the metal bars is plywood. On top of the plywood is a little, like a little bit of foam, like maybe two oh, centimeters geez. of foam, and that's yeah. it. That's that's <laughs> the ring. That's what you're doing all these moves on. So, it it's really the art of like being able to protect yourself at all times. It's uh, I like I know, uh, for me at least, I see wrestling as a dance. How yeah. how much did you have to put trust in your partner to make sure the matches went okay? How how did that play out? It's it. You have to put your complete trust into the person. There's a lot of people that I worked with that were a lot more dangerous than others, uh, performing really dangerous moves and like having no care about my body when when they're doing it. Mm -hmm. And I, I generally preferred the people who cared. You know, of course, yeah. I think yeah. everybody. Would. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have the agenda of of like, well, this is gonna make me look good, and that's all I care about. And unfortunately, that's a very big part of wrestling. That's a lot of people, like a majority of people? Yeah, everybody is kind of watching their own back. You kind of have to in wrestling. It's, very, it's, it's a very cutthroat uh, industry. Okay. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. a, lot, um, a lot of the behind the scenes is uh, it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty crazy if you look at it 
from a bit as a big picture kind of thing when you step yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Did it did it change your perspective to the performers you see on TV now actually it's, doing it's, it? It's it's crazy. The, the amount of stuff that they do. They they don't only perform on on just the TV. They they're doing like five shows a week at different different uh, towns. I I was doing shows maybe as as far as um Quebec City and Ontario. Wow. And even that, like the drive was, was just like, I had to keep on doing this. You don't make a lot of money. You don't make, I, I didn't make money at all. Mm-hmm. I, I had the most I ever made was maybe $20 for gas. And that's, that's wow. it. It was really? pure love then. Pure, pure love and passion. It's pure love. I, it, it's like being in there in front of people, uh, like performing and you get that adrenaline rush. It's, it's a feeling that I've, that I miss, but uh, wow. I, I miss that. It's, it's, I can't, I can't describe that feeling. Dude. How do you respond to people who say wrestling is fake? It's not fake. It's not fake because it's like, I, I was only in wrestling in for three years. It, it did a number on my knees. I had a couple of minor concussions. Yeah, and I, 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 I thought I protected myself pretty well. Um, what, I, what I describe wrestling to people, like I, I describe wrestling as like um, stunt theater. Okay. You know what I mean, okay. it's, 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 it's equal parts acting and it's equal parts the action and and it's done in real time and a lot of people don't even plan out what they do in 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 the ring a lot of people will just go into the ring feel each other out and it's made on the fly and the best wrestlers will do that like even that is mind-boggling how do you feel each other out and realize hey this guy's gonna do this move and how do you prepare yourself Mm. um i they, they they would train you to kind of do that. They, they, like one 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 trick is that a lot of wrestlers will have long hair, and that's that's a thing to do because then you can cover your face in your hair and then you can talk to your opponent <laughs> without the crowd noticing. So that's I look I notice that I'm like oh that makes a lot of sense you know what I mean, um, but you'll never notice it if they're good you know what I mean when they're calling okay. it in the ring. Mm. Okay. But it's become more and more well-documented. Well, maybe not, but documented yeah, that. They pulled back the curtain a lot more in the yeah. last couple of years because it's, it's, you kind of have to. Well, people, it's also people won't believe that a, that, that a dead man is going to come into to the ring <laughs> and, and attack people. You know, that's not really real. But it's, it's funny you said that because before we went on air, I was telling Eric, you know, when I was a kid, when I was really young, I used to think The Undertaker is really dead. I'm like, how does that make sense? But I, is he really yeah. dead? I was terrified of Kane. Oh my god. Kane, yeah, Kane yeah. was terrifying. Yeah. I was terrified of him. But yeah, no, you hear about like wrestlers really put their bodies on the line, probably more so than a lot of different athletes. Yeah. There there are some peers of mine that had had to retire and mm-hmm. some people that had broken necks and, and you know, you, you hear about a lot of things of people dying in a ring and it's just a very yeah. unfortunate. It it can happen yeah. to anybody. It's yeah. uh, it's cool you you took that route because I don't know a lot of Filipinos who have attempted wrestling. The only professional yeah. wrestler, well, obviously there's Dave Batista, who's part Filipino and there's part TJ Filipino, Burton. but he never really identified himself as Filipino yeah. until after he retired. It was it <laughs> yeah. was kind of like, oh, he's Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any other Filipinos uh, beyond you in, in the wrestling culture in Montreal or the area? There were uh, while I was uh, while I was training, there were a couple. I was paired with them. Oh, that's cool. Um, uh, one one by the name of Stephen Maines and one by Marades. Okay. So they were they were they were uh, at least half Filipino. Okay. okay. Wow, man. From from this entire uh, wrestling experience, what did you kind of learn from it for yourself? Uh, it's just that I'm comfortable being out there. It's just the showmanship of it all is just it's so fun, and I love 
I love the, I will always respect the wrestling industry. Um, and I might even revisit it eventually. It's just, I don't like, I, I'm exploring options. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Dude. Uh, when I say the word growth, what is, uh, what does that mean to you? Cause I feel like, uh, you keep like I'm proud that you keep on exploring different uh, different things to figure out what you what you love, what you like, what you don't yeah. like. So, what is growth to you? What does that mean? Um, well, like I said, like I've I've had my hands in a lot of different different things. And, you know, like I've, I've when I when I graduated high school, I had absolutely no idea what I was going to do in life. Mm-hmm. So I went I, I went to uh, one of those one of those college uh, those CJEP, uh program events and then I, I picked the one that made the most sense but mm-hmm. ultimately after I graduated I, I ended up working a job and I realized that I, I absolutely hated it okay okay and I thought like I it, it took me getting getting fired from those jobs to kind of realize that like I have to find I have to find something that I really love to do and that's how I found wrestling that's how I found photography mm-hmm. that's how I, I developed a love for travel, like like I mm-hmm, did the last couple of years. So, I guess that's what I would mean by growth. No, I love it. It's again touching on failure. Uh, I love how you took failure as a as a point of learning, and realizing, mm-hmm. oh, this is not for me. No, let me try something else and move on to the next uh, project, whatever you had in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to ask you one thing, by the way, in regards to wrestling. One last thing: who yeah. who, who were your inspirations, by the way? As oh man. Um, well, obviously Eddie Guerrero, mm. but uh, there was a lot of Japanese wrestlers at the same time that I was I was uh, I was watching. I I, I really love the Japanese wrestling. It's not it's a very niche thing, I guess, for people. But um, those guys, his name is Kazuchika Okada. There was a guy whose name was now who's in the WWE, Shinsuke Nakamura. Mm. Um, growing up, I loved The Rock, Stone Cold yes. Steve Austin, obviously. I was I was watching NWO Hulk Hogan and, and <laughs> all that stuff in WCW Chris Jericho yeah the whole list of greats and I got to meet a bunch of them actually oh wow. I the the craziest thing about my wrestling career is maybe my third match I worked Chavo Guerrero is that's a, crazy that's like childhood to me like my third match I got put into a match with Chavo Guerrero on a whim and I got to take the frog splash <laughs> it was crazy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And my first show, uh, like I debuted on a dark match where Rey Mysterio was main eventing. What? Uh, I I got to meet uh, Rob Van Dam and like uh, like it's a crazy amount of people that I got to meet in like maybe two three years that I was wrestling. It was it was it was crazy. Yo, how is Rob Van Dam in real life? I'm curious. He was, was absolutely <laughs> high the entire time. <laughs> oh man, dude. Um, <laughs> Yeah, going back to uh, just your character, um, I'm curious, are you able to share an experience that helped shape who you are? An experience? Yeah, it's just something about your, like, you know, a lesson you learned throughout life that you, you've held on to. Um, th- well, like I mentioned before, is when I got fired. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working a marketing job that I thought I, that I, thought I was going to s- stick through for the rest of my life, and I thought this was where I was going to be. Um, but what I didn't realize is that it was, uh, making me extremely depressed and, um, miserable working there. And so my job performance was, uh, was feeling, and then ultimately, of course, they let me go. And that's where I took failure as not something that maybe completely be negative the entire time. I, I took it as a lesson. 
Okay. No, I love that, dude. Um, I think that's important to share. It's a good message to share as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric, do you have any more questions for Fabian before I flip over to topics of Filipino culture? <laughs> uh, well, I actually had more of a comment and, and it might turn into a question, but yeah, of course. <laughs> back to the wrestling. <clears throat> but because um, you mentioned that you met all these, you know, wrestling stars, right? Yeah. And I just found it neat how like you, so this is before you finish your three years. So it seems like the wrestling community is kind of connected, whether it's from uh, when you're first starting off to people who are like in the limelight. Like, is that true? Like, is that? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. there's connections to everybody. You'll have, you'll hear a lot of, the best thing about wrestling is like everybody has a story to tell. Mm. Um, they'll, they'll have a story about the time that they met Ric Flair or the time that they worked The Undertaker or the time of uh, whatever. There are, there are a lot of people that, I've, that, that I know that are actually signed to WWE now. And wow. the, the, some, some guys are working, uh, some guys that I've worked personally are working for another big company that opened up AEW. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like everyone's connected. You know what I mean? Cool. Well, because, you know, I just thought about it, you know, let's say musicians, for example, mm-hmm. if you're starting out, you don't know about many people. They could go a long time before meeting any one of yeah. their, their heroes mm-hmm. or, or somebody who's, mm-hmm. who's famous or, or whatnot. And I just thought it was cool that within a three-year span, you met all these people. I think, I think also it was because I was, I was part of a company that was kind of up and coming. It, wrestling and, indie wrestling in Canada is not as huge as as it should be probably yeah. it's, it's very big in the united states but one of the the company that i was training for had like they were able to procure a tv deal and um, mm, okay. like it attracted a lot of like bigger name people to montreal okay that makes sense yeah cool thank you no uh, that was my question <laughs> i don't know yeah i'm here to field all answers you know what i mean <laughs> you know going back to uh heritage month bro what's your favorite thing about filipino culture um just the sense of community everywhere um like it it, it's such a cliche joke now that every filipino knows each other (laughs) but uh, (laughs) but it's kind of true it's just you'll meet a stranger who happens to be filipino and they'll be welcoming it's we're such a welcoming um people Mm. yeah Yeah. would you would you think that's also the important uh, aspect to share to future generations yeah of course it's to love your culture love your people um like be able to show them that the filipino people are this friendly friendly people from the islands you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's good vibes right always good vibes positive exactly. energy yeah and my most difficult question bro what does happiness mean to you uh, oh i've been thinking about this question oh. um, <laughs> my my definition of happiness is at the end of the day, I want to be able to tell a good story. Um, I, like I, I get, I get joy of being able to tell a good travel story or tell my stories about wrestling. That's why I got into wrestling is to be able to tell, <laughs> to, to, to be a good storyteller. You know what I mean? It's, I want to be able to have a good story to tell the next generation or my friends or my family at the end of the day. So living through great experiences and sharing those mm-hmm. experiences. Exactly. Yo, Eric, do you have any closing thoughts before we move over to our fastball questions? Um, well, <laughs> I just want to say like, about the showmanship because, you know, let's say wrestling. Again, I'm going back to the wrestling. But, no, 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 yeah. So, but, like, I mean, it's a lot of showmanship. And, and I feel like maybe you were already this kind of person, you know, outgoing. But even in this interview now, just the way that you speak, I could see that, <laughs> that showmanship. Like, the, the idea of telling a story is there. 
It's I like mean, charisma yeah. plus five. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but no, but I mean, no lie, like for real. <laughs> I mean, the word, the, the, the thing is in high school, I was always this, uh, this timid person. I would never speak up. I, I was always very quiet and like I, I hadn't spoken to a woman ever, <laughs> but, uh, but I don't know, something clicked when, when I graduated, I don't, I, I just decided that I was, I was, I wasn't going to be this shy, timid person. I wanted to mm-hmm. be this more social butterfly kind of person. Cool. And um, maybe I kind of faked it till I made it, but uh, here I am today. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I would say it's a very big part of my personality. Nice. Yo, man, you know, you know what clicked? It's always interesting for me to understand. Uh, Cause like you, I think, for the longest time before i think i haven't i didn't really communicate with uh with women up until i was in sage because i was never comfortable enough in my own skin um and like as soon as i start to get to know myself and have a you know develop my own personality and be okay with it then i was able to really kind of do my own thing was that was that a similar experience to you or yeah um i think what i lost when i left high school was um shane Okay. <laughs> I, I, I just had no more shame or like being able to be embarrassed about myself i could just go if if i get rejected or whatever i just make a fool of myself and you know what i'll just i'll just move on and i don't know what clicked really um you just uh, like tore up all your books threw it in the garbage and tore up your shame and like left yeah, out. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i mean like i'd been i had been rejected before and then i always realized after hey that wasn't so bad and then what's the worst that can happen is that they reject me and then that's it or yeah. They'll say yes. <laughs> I'll, be like, I'll be like, okay, let's do this. Nice. No, that's, uh, that's, that's great to hear. Because n- n- the word no isn't uh, the end when you're trying to... Yeah, it's being able to take no as an answer. You know what I mean? That, like a lot of people can't handle that. Yeah, just move. Move, move beyond just the, regular, the no. I, I ended up realizing that it's just the regular part of the day. Yeah. yeah. No, man. Thanks for that. It's a good perspective. <laughs> yeah. Yo, so we're going to move over to our fastball question segment, meaning... Mm-hmm. You have 60 seconds to answer as many questions as you can at the sound yes, of Eric's. You have a bell, Eric? Yeah, I got a bell. Just tell me if you hear this, Fabian. Yes, sir. Okay, cool. <laughs> so All count right, us so, down, Eric, then we'll yeah. take it on. Three, two, one. First Tagalog word that comes to mind. Uh, <laughs> Favorite Filipino food? Lumpia. Go-to karaoke song? Uh, Backstreet Boys. Uh, Tell me why. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite spot in Montreal? <laughs> um, the old port. Name a Filipino dish that starts with the first letter of your first name. Hmm. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who do you think about when I say greatest of all time? 30 seconds. Greatest of all time. Um, right now, Dave Chappelle. Nice. Langonisa or Tocino? Langonisa. Favorite old school jam? Uh, slow jam usher what's on your netflix right now um i am currently what am i watching it's always sunny in philadelphia 10 seconds spell your last name backwards nope (laughs) (laughs) yo fabian thanks for uh taking the time to join us hey this is one under the 60 seconds i know he just killed it he was running right through it I mean, hey. he didn't spell his last name backwards, but he, he gave us an answer. <laughs> I'm not even, you know my last name? It's like 20-something letters. It, it's oh impossible. Like well, very, yeah. We had somebody, a guest, I won't say who yet, 
her name was as long as yours. She killed it. She just spelled it backwards. Well, Our mind was yeah. Boring. We were like, well, yeah, she's we a like, better she's a better person than I am. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> uh, before closing, any anybody or anyone or any organization you want to give a shout out to? Um, with the things that are going on in the world, I just want everybody to be able to speak up and um, with the Black Lives Matter movement of, mm-hmm. and I I just want everybody to be to stay informed and to maybe donate if they can to to various causes um it's it's horrible what's happening out there and um i hope we get uh we get a resolution sooner than later yo thanks for sharing fabian and with that on behalf of filipinos in montreal we out